0: Hello, welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello, welcome back! Thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. Uh, we are here. Look, we last week we wrapped up with our final episode of "You're the Problem," so today I'm going to. I'm gonna present a challenge to you. I haven't uh, decided for sure what I'm gonna do with this time slot. I've been looking at a few different options, but one of the things that I wanted to try out a little bit was this idea of a challenge. I'm gonna present something to you. And today, today the challenge is, look, you, you came in, you already have a bias. You have a bias. You either believe that you can trust the media or you can't trust the media um, you you believe that uh, they, you know, there are situations going on right now that are destroying our country, or you believe we are fine, right you come in with these biases today. I want to challenge the biases, but I want to challenge it in a way that forces all of us to look at ourselves and the people around us in a way that will help so today i am going to challenge the idea of trusting the media okay in the past, we have trusted the media in a lot of circumstances. We trust them to give us the facts. We've trust trust them to vet out certain things. We we tr- and recently, a lot of people are going. You can't trust the media. Well, I am going to help you see the why. Oftentimes, we can't trust the media. But the challenge here is to be open minded because some of the things we see in the media. You probably do as well, right? And they're not all blind spots. Don't give yourself that much credit that you're that naive, right? They're not all blind spots. This bias, this confirmation of your own bias is a reality. But today I'm going to do it by teaching you how to trust, how to determine when somebody is not trustworthy. I'm going to break that down. And we're going to get after that. So trust, trustworthiness, your own ability to be trustworthy is all in question today. That's what we're going to do today. All right. So without further ado, I am going to uh, share something with you. If you're following on Rumble or YouTube, uh, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see this. If not, you'll be able to hear it. Uh, but you may not be able to see it because you're probably driving or something like that. So here I'm going to do this a little bit backwards. Okay. I am starting with the media response. So what came before this is Kevin McCarthy did a a, a press release. He came out, stood behind a podium and said a bunch of things. I am starting here with responses. I'm going to let it play out, not for a long time, but I want you to look for, is this trustworthy? Now, some of you, like, like, I know you have this bias. You're going, oh, it's CNN. It's not trustworthy or it is trustworthy right from the beginning. Set that aside. Why is it trustworthy? Why is it not trustworthy? That's what we're after today. All right, here we go.
1: Um, that up until now, we have not been presented with any evidence directly that President Biden himself did anything wrong here. Uh, But that's the key part about this. The investigations have been going on through a couple of committees. I think he mentioned that judiciary and ways and means will be part of this. But what has come, what has been even despite what the speaker said right there, there has been no direct evidence that Joe Biden himself has personally profited off of his son, Hunter Biden's foreign work. That is what is the direct evidence of that connection is what is there is a question um, that kind of there's a big gap here for them to present in this inquiry. There is a big gap.
0: Okay, folks, what did we just hear? Is that trustworthy or not trustworthy? See, I'm going to outline something for you. And I'm going to let you figure this out because if you can't, you're just not trying. You're just not trying. Honest to goodness. I don't mean to be rude. I'm just telling you, if you can't figure this out, you're not trying. What breaks down trust? There's three things that break down trust. Three things. It's very simple. Lies, secrets, deceptions. So what we're dealing with here is that lies, secrets, or deceptions. It's very reasonable to say, I don't know. You could say, I don't know. Now, some of you out there going, oh, that's lies. That's lies. It's definitely lies. Or it's like, yeah, that's the point. They don't have anything. And you're defending your own bias. Get out of your head. That crap's got to go away. Set that aside. The question is, are there lies, secrets, or deceptions? Lies, secrets, or deceptions. And if we're really being honest in our evaluation, I'm going to help you do that. So then what builds truth, what builds truth, I'm going to get to that here in a second too. All right. Lies, secrets, deceptions. Let's break this down. In communication, there are three things, only three things that you do to communicate. Number one is verbal. You use sounds to communicate, paraverbal, it's part of sounds, but it's specific to the tone volume and the cadence. That's why without hearing the words, you can sometimes understand somebody in front of you. If you go to a different country and you speak a different language, sometimes you can understand parts of what is being said because of the paraverbal communication the tone the volume and the cadence and then there's nonverbals that would be environmental stuff if you have some control over that or influence over that and then it would be uh, you know the 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 affect the body language you know your eyebrows going up or you're smiling on your face or your you're, you're scowling and stuff like that. Okay. So with those three things, just those three things in mind, I am going to replay the moment that she starts talking in here all over again. And I want you to look for verbal, paraverbal and nonverbal. And I want you to tell me if they all align perfectly. A line meaning they're all sending you the same message. All right, here we go.
1: That up until now, we have not been presented with any evidence directly that President Biden himself did anything wrong here. Uh, But that's the key part about this. The investigations have been going on through a couple of committees. I think he mentioned that judiciary and ways and means will be part of this. But what has come, what has been even despite what the speaker said right there, there has been no direct evidence that Joe Biden himself has personally profited off of his son Hunter Biden's foreign work. That is what is the direct evidence of that connection is what is there is a question um, that kind of, there's a big gap here for them to present.
0: Did you all see it? Did you all see, I hope you're watching a rumble or YouTube right now because if you are, you can see it. The pair of verbals, Look, she speaks for a living, okay? She's a good speaker. No problem with her 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 ability to articulate. But watch the affect. It doesn't line up. She knows she's full of garbage. She knows it. She's blinking her eyes. She's being defensive. She is absolutely projecting bias. That's it. She's projecting bias. Now, it may be biased that she really believes is true, but her body language is giving it away. She's got these long blinks, her pair of verbals. You could see when she sped up and when she slowed down and when she struggled with communicating effectively because she's trying to walk a tightrope, a tightrope of saying what she wants you to hear, not what is real. Clear as day. When the verbals, the paraverbals, and the nonverbals don't all line up, folks, it puts into question the authenticity of what's happening. Which brings us back to I told you what ruins trust. Three things lies, secrets, deceptions. Okay. What builds trust is truth, transparency, and authenticity. What we are getting here is somebody who is being very careful with their words because they know they could very easily say the wrong thing. We do that when we are defensive. We do that when we have a bias very clearly there. So let's go back and let's test truth. Let's test truth because in this same release, I can go back at the beginning. I'm not going to change videos on you folks. I'm literally just going to go rewind back to when Kevin McCarthy begins to speak. And I want you to hear him explain some things. I'm I'm guessing on the timeline here, uh, but just listen to some of the facts as he sees it. Okay. The facts as he sees it. All right together these allegations
2: paint a picture of a culture of corruption now here's what we know so far
0: here's what we know folks
2: through our investigations we have found that president biden did lie to the american people about his own knowledge
0: of his family's foreign business dealings is anyone surprised by this (laughs) of course not Politicians lie all the time. Somebody's going to come out and use that as a defense. Well, all the politicians do it. No. Lies, secrets, and deceptions destroy relationships. We cannot trust people who lie, who keep secrets, and who are deceptive. So can we trust all the politicians? No, of course not. Now, what we can and can't trust them with differs some we can't trust because they're corrupt some we can't trust because they're they're dumb some we can't trust because they have secret agendas so like there's all kinds of reasons why a politician might lie and not all lie the vast majority of them lie some legitimately change their mind there's there's a difference between changing our course with new information and lying okay but it's hard to tell the difference you have to get really good at this stuff all right so we're going to watch out a little bit further eyewitnesses have testified that the president
2: joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's
0: and his son's business partners so we've had testimony folks Testimony from individuals who were present, eyewitnesses, they were there. That, folks, is evidence. That's evidence. Now, some are going to be like, is it direct evidence or is it circumstantial? For all of you wannabe attorneys out there. I'm not a wannabe attorney. I'm not an attorney. I have no desire to be an attorney at this point. It's evidence, folks. Circumstantial is often sufficient to create more investigation. That's what's going on here. Who cares about this language of direct It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. That's a distracting tool. It's a distracting tool. And let's go on. We know that bank
2: records show that nearly 20 million dollars in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity
0: by U.S. banks. Holy smokes, folks. (laughs) How is that not perceived as evidence? You have this lady I showed her first. I don't even know who she is, to be honest. You have some lady saying there's no direct evidence. And we wonder why we can't trust the media so often. What is this? She said, despite what you just heard. In other words, don't listen to Speaker McCarthy. No, listen to me. Media is not supposed to be doing that. That's not the role of the media. The look at me. You know who does that, folks? This is a clinical podcast. You know who does that? People struggling with histrionic disorder. Go ahead. Look that one up, folks. Uh, Don't look over there. Look at me. I'm in the spotlight. Check me out. I'm the one you should be looking at. Histrionic disorder. Okay. We have to find truth. Well, when we're getting stuff like this, how in the world are we going to ever find the truth? Let me tell you, that's what we're here for. This is, this is about healthy perspectives, folks. Trust is broken down by lies, secrets, and deceptions. Deceptions are those things where we know stuff and we pretend we don't. That's a deception. That's what some in the media are doing. Not all. There's some good media outlets. I would not put this particular host or these people on that list because this was pretty much garbage in terms of trustworthiness. Why? They just heard the stuff that's coming out from Senator or from uh from Kevin Republican Kevin McCarthy to build trust folks we have to have a pattern of truth transparency and authenticity they have to align with our communication our verbal our paraverbal and our nonverbal so let me break this down one step further for for you because what's happening is we're doing this over time As time goes on, we're building up these biases, right? Inch by inch, they're taking us down a rabbit hole. There's a way to identify when we're being led down a rabbit hole. When we identify the verbal, the paraverbal, and the nonverbal, and one of them is consistently different than the rest, because it's almost always going to be one that's consistently different than the rest. If you follow along with somebody, watch the nonverbal, it's the most trustworthy of them all every time. And I'll help you understand that here in just a minute. The paraverbal is the most confusing of them all. Why? Because things like sarcasm, emotion, Anger. Paraverbals. When emotions go up, the paraverbals break down, but they also do change behaviors. So follow the behaviors first. Paraverbal second and trust the mouth. The least trust the mouth, the least do it with me, do it with everybody else that you listen to trust their mouth. The least Trust their paraverbals a little bit more. But when their nonverbals, that means their behaviors, their paraverbals, their tone, volume, and cadence, and their verbals all align, there's a much higher chance that it's trustworthy. Now, some people get pretty skilled at doing this. And the way they do it typically is hide behind emotion. I'll give you the example. So, this is how you can tell when you are being manipulated almost always going to be emotion related. I'll explain. All right. So anger. When somebody is angry, they are more likely to manipulate because here's why. Their verbal, their paraverbal, and their nonverbal can all align almost perfectly when we're angry, which is why demagogues love to mess with your emotion. Not me, demagogues. They love to mess with your emotion. As we, as we see them play with your emotion, what ends up happening folks is if they can get you angry, then they can control your verbal, paraverbals, and nonverbals. They might not like the result. It may be sinister, maybe evil, maybe terrible, but they can manipulate you. So, demagogues are going to play on emotion. I'll give you the example. Whenever there is a catastrophe of some sort, a shooting, a fire, uh, you know, something that goes really bad. People immediately jump in and use that as an opportunity to state their message. Why do they do that folks? Cause you are more easily manipulated if they can get you emotional first period. Why? Because you become incongruent. You become chaotic. They can get you to say things you would never have said before. They can get you to do things you would never have dreamt of doing. If all they do is get you emotional. So when you look at this, look, I I told you from the beginning, I'm going to rewind you here. At the beginning, I said, listen with an open mind. Listen with an open mind. To what? To truth, transparency, authenticity, to lies, secrets, and deceptions, and primarily in the form of communication, which is verbal, nonverbal, and paraverbal." And folks, if if we could if we could really get skilled at that part of the process oh my gosh the world would shift you would know when to empathize love and be kind you would know when it's appropriate to be rigid and and firm with your boundaries it would clarify A lot, a lot of stuff. That's what I got for you today. The challenge was to stay open-minded. Some of you probably did. Most of you probably didn't. Because when I started showing things, you probably went, oh, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. I disagree, I disagree, I disagree, I disagree. I said, stay open. Stay open so that you can see the nonverbal, Hear the paraverbal and the words so that you could know when somebody wasn't being completely truthful. There's billions of examples of this. Start looking at them. When you interact with people, look at those verbal, -verbal, paraverbal, nonverbal. When they align, probably more trustworthy. When they don't, they're probably telling you something they think you want to hear. So do what you want with this folks. I hope this was a good challenge for you. I appreciate your time. I'm glad you joined us. Please come back and join us on Monday for the uh, final episode of a look at the family. It's going to be awesome because this is the intersection coming up, the intersection of the clinical And uh, hold on. How did I say it? Ah, Sorry about that, folks. The clinical and culture, culture, where family and culture intersect. And I'm going to give you clinical views of that. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com, Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to Healthy dash perspectives.com you'll still find us you just got to click on the podcast button thank you so much